The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the panel discussion, motherfucker. Ah, yes, you stinky, stinky man, you. What's up, Baron? Mm, you sack of shit. Well, let me see what is up. But uh, it's not my erect phallus penis is uh, down. Yes, so that's not it. What is up? Uh, are you like Bugs Bunny? <laughs> eating carrots and such? Oh, here we go with the fucking questions. Carrots are good for your vision, yes? Hmm? <laughs> yes, they can be very high in sugar. Ah, carrots, especially if they're cooked with uh, brown sugar. There's even more sugar added to the, the carrots, yes? Hmm? Well, hmm. What happened? Ba- what happened? I'm about to quit being a Colts fan. <laughs> Colts? Why, you're a fan of young horses? I what? am. Yes? What's wrong with the Colts? Are they running amok in somewhere? Hmm? Oh, my God. I can't do this anymore. Bar- Baron, the, I think he's referring to the football team. Of the Colts. Yeah, 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 the football team. Who in God's name would name a team of sweaty men after some adolescent horses? That's preposterous. Yeah, well, I mean, I think Colts is kind of intimidating, I guess. It's kind of cool. I mean, there's got to be a worse football team name out there. Yeah, like the Vikings. Oh, you should have seen them back in the 17th century pillaging, taking whatever they wanted. They could do more damage with or without their Colts, you see. It's got a point. Vikings, I mean, back in the day. No, nah, Vikings, actually, it's a really cool name. Um. Baker Mayfield's preferred trade destinations of the Colts. <laughs> ah, enjoy that. Why did did the did the Browns get Deshaun? Uh, no, but uh, they're probably they're gonna going to get rid of him it. regardless. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so let me say, there's going to be a Baker on your Colts team. What does he make? What's his specialty? Nachos. Not that, that, you don't bake nachos. Yeah, you do. They're baked potatoes essentially. Uh, perhaps. Yes, I did see a chef once put a. Uh, you, sir, William, I saw you once put chips, tortilla chips, in a glass pan and smother them with cheese and salsa with bits of banana and jalapeno peppers. Very spicy, very, very spicy, you see. And I saw you put them in the oven, which I believe it was on the baking setting, was it, William? Yeah, it was, I was baking to melt the cheese and... Make it ooey and gooey. <laughs> ooey and gooey. Oh, yes. Sometimes I like to get ooey and gooey. You see. Mm, yes. Maybe I should go in the oven then. Bake me. <laughs> What's the use to Steve? Have you ever been baking? Do you bake? Oh, somebody's baking brownies. That's <laughs> pretty. That's actually pretty good there, Baron. Have you been watching South Park, have you? Certainly sounds like he has been. South Park? What's that? Is that a town? What say you? 
Where's this town of South? Hmm? It's a nice place. Going down South Park, you gotta have yourself a time. What kind of a good one? A bad one? An angry one? I don't know, but there are friendly faces everywhere. Oh, that'd probably be good then. Probably be a good time if there's friendly faces. Yes? I tell you, William the other day told me a funny story about he went for, I believe it's called jogging. He went for a jog. And uh, William, tell the story of the man you saw while you were jogging. You, you, you told it, you painted a picture. Well, I mean, I guess. I mean, I, I went for a jog the other day and it was miserable. So I was not having a good time until I saw this fine fellow. Now, mind you, this is 1030 in the morning. And I saw this gentleman meandering down the street. Wearing uh, Crocs, uh, flannel pajama bottoms, a blue sweatshirt that matched the flannel pajama bottoms. So at least he matched. Oh, I was about to say. And then he had a puffy green coat that was wide open. He could zipper it, but he decided not to. Now, this man was a little frumpy, and he looked a little bit disheveled. He did not have a, a confident or an elegant stride. It was kind of a shuffle with a bit of a weeble wobble back and forth, if you will. Uh, and he just had he had his unkempt, uh, dirty red hair and this beautiful beard, just but gnarly looking to match the color of his hair. And he was just smiling from ear to ear and puffing away on a cigarette, just puffing angrily like he's shuffling. And behind him, he's got a 30 pack of Keystone Ice. And he's just smiling. And I run by him, and I'm looking at him, and I smile. And I give the wave, and he gives the wave. And he goes, ah, just going to keep it up. Yeah, do it. Yeah. And he was so happy, and that just made me so happy. And then I just crushed the rest of the run. Because he was just having a time. Whether he was drunk or just happy, or both, doesn't matter. He was happy to be alive. It was alive. a beautiful sight. People, what I'm trying to get at is just take pleasures in the simple things in life. Because there's a lot of them out there. There's a lot of beauty out there. That man was beautiful. Made my day. And not in a I'm picking on him way. It generally made me happy. Yeah. It is cool to see people kind of just living and doing their thing, right? Yeah, just live and let live. Man was having a good time. Who am I to judge? He wasn't judging me. I'm not judging him. Two totally different people with two totally different lifestyle choices. (laughs) But we still gave each other an attaboy. And you get after it, sir. You drink that 30-pack today. And I'm sure he did. I hope he did. I I hope he did, too. Yeah. He seems like a nice guy. He did. He did. He's smiling ear to ear. <laughs> we have... We're talking about time. comic books here, folks. We do. Comics and Camics. such. Camics. That was before the comic book show. Matthew and I intended a comic book and toy show this weekend. Yeah, it was a ni- nice little thing. Yeah, nothing um, too big, but enough, enough. Enough. There's some cool stuff. Uh, I know some stores at places that you are familiar with. I bought a bunch of art uh, for this guy, Ratfink Arts. I think he's out of western New York, too. Did you buy selling... some of those cards? I bought 20 of them. You they did? Were, they were a dollar piece. Yeah, I only bought two because I felt like everybody wanted to leave, and I was like, shit, I wish I would have seen this guy earlier. Oh. So I only got he a... He gave me his... Well, he didn't give me his card. He wrote on cardboard his information. But okay, I, cool. I have him on Facebook. Good. He said to send... If you have anybody you want him to draw, just send him something and he'll draw it up for you in his art Awesome. Style. I'm glad somebody... I, I was kicking myself that I didn't get his info because yeah. I got a, a Polly. You know? She busted, Rock. She's busted. <laughs> she don't page. I got a Polly. I love Polly. And then I just got a uh, a thing, the head monster, the head... 
Oh yeah, from from uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. Yeah. So those are the only two. So he also did tell me that he was depleted because he went to uh, a, sh- a comic book show in Pennsylvania last weekend, and he ha- didn't have chines- ch- uh, didn't have time to replenish his stock. So. Right. No, it was uh, it was some pretty cool art. Yeah, he had, a, he had a nice variety of stuff. There were a lot of cool toys there, but obviously people were. I mean, it, it it's hard to say what's what's a fair price. There's a lot of stuff you looked at, like oh. The one thing, though, because you did have to pay to get into this, I did notice a lot of people, like, even when I saw something and I looked at the price, like, hey, it's negotiable. Yeah. Throw me a price. All I can do is say, nah, or come back at me something else. They were fair so about that. The, yeah. the one guy had a piece that I was kind of interested in. Uh, he shot me a price for 100 I'm like, ah. I'm like, literally the highest I could go is 80 He's like, I can't do that. I'm like, I respect that. That's yeah. fine. He's like, well, you know, maybe if I have it next convention, I might. I might be a little looser. I did get a figure from a woman, a uh, Star Wars figure that I was missing from my Jabba's Palace display. Uh, there's two drummers. I only had one drummer. I didn't have the second drummer. You know, on the special edition, they're banging those drums back and forth. Oh, yeah. yeah so yeah. I only had one. I didn't have the other. And they came with each half of the drum. So you need both to have the full drum. So she wanted 40 for it. I went up to her. I go, ma'am, would you, uh, by chance, entertain an offer of $30 for this figure? And she goes, I wouldn't, but since you phrased it like that, I will. (laughs) You got to class it up sometimes, folks. (laughs) It might just do you some justice. Yeah, you have to. Hey, you have the gift of gab. You've been blessed with it, so. I just like to use words funnily. I do that every now and then. But it's never worked to my advantage, so. Um, but yeah, there's some, there's some really cool stuff there. A couple, I mean, there's some Star Wars figures. I was like, oh wow, that looks interesting. And then I seen the price. I'm like, mm. oh yeah, there's some vintage ones. The vintage ones Classics. were okay, but there were some newer esque ones. We were looking at that Emperor Palpatine one. They were charging for like seventy five bucks. It was right at one of those middle tables. Oh yeah, I don't know if I remember that one. It was a newer Emperor Palpatine. So, yeah, some I mean some of like the vintage collection figures that came out in like the like 2010s, uh some of those were going for some big bucks. And uh yeah, there was uh there were some deals to be had, but there was some also gouging out there too. So, good times. Oh, definitely definitely some gouging. But yeah, it was pretty neat. Uh you know, it's good to see that these toy shows are kind of up and running again. Yeah, yeah, it was great. You know, uh we we've been to you and I have been to a couple of cool little spots, uh, and we've seen toy shows. But I think since really COVID's gotten uh, restrictions have lessened and stuff, we're gonna start seeing more of that. So, you know, for our, our listeners who really do like the toy collecting, trading, whatever it is, go find it. it you really gotta look. I mean, how did yeah. you find out about it? Uh, I found out about it because one of the vendors there has a shop in town called that Eighties Toy oh, Store. Yeah, yeah. I go there. I try to go there twice a month. Um, cause if I go more than that, it's going to get dangerous. <laughs> uh, but as the one time I went, um, he had coupons on his, on his table. Uh, actually that's, that was not how I found out about it. Actually. I lied. That was the reminder about it. I found out about it months ago because they sent me a little, uh, postcard in the mail. Oh yeah. You could write on the, there's yeah. a mailing list. Yeah. That's yeah. right. That's right. So yeah, those are pretty neat. Um, they're pretty neat. I had coupons. I was handing out coupons. Like I was Willy Wonka with the golden ticket, but no, actually not. That's a bad example because he really made you buy a bunch of chocolate, and Augustus Gloop ate a lot of it. And then <laughs> Veronica Salt, she just wanted everything. She wants it now. No, I was just giving them away willy nilly. Yeah. I think the lady was kind of getting mad at me because she did. I don't think she realized I was waiting for 
you guys, like my friends, to come in. Because uh, I was like, hey, here you go. Like, here's a d- you're saving a dollar. Take it. She's like, stop fucking doing that. But it was actually for a good cause. What it was was normally it's five bucks to get in. So I'd, you had this coupon, and what they would do is you, they'd only charge you four bucks, and that extra dollar they would donate to a charitable uh, charity. Which I forget cool. what charity it was. I think that, the, that, that they are that organized and stuff and be able to do. Yeah, this guy, he's done, he's done shows for probably over a decade at different fire halls in our area. So, yeah. Yeah, I went to the one at Frontier. So, toy show went really cool. It's nice to kind of get out of the house. And uh, I was happy. I only I walked out of there with spending under forty dollars. That's like a big win for me. Yeah, I spent forty five, twenty five for the Funko, and twenty bucks for the uh, well. Plus, I probably would have spent more if I had more time to go through those cards. Yeah, comics. I was considering going through the comics too, but they were just so disheveled. Yeah, there's they weren't really organized that well. No. Uh, but we're going to stick strictly with the news today, uh, folks. News time. So we'll try and get back into the comic book thing next week, but we're playing catch up because it's been a couple weeks since we recorded. Uh, a lot has transpired. I think we have to start with, uh, in uh, our, I guess, in memoriam. Oh, yeah. we've had, It's been a rough week. Uh, hey, yo, Scotty Hall. Scott Hall. Razor, Razor Ramon. Ramon. Uh, we're, we're both big wrestling fans. We both yeah. wrestled. Um, so he was, yeah, it's, it's sad to see him go. Uh, the man lived hard though. Good for he, him. He li- he yes. drank from the cup of life and good for him. <laughs> he, he certainly did. And that's, that's, yeah, he had a lot of demons and he, over, he honestly, he overcame a lot. Yeah. It was cool to see what he overcome. There was a point in time where, you know, uh, they were, you know, I remember WCW was like exploiting his. Alcohol. Yeah. They're like, Hey, you'd like to drink beer. We're just going to make you an alcoholic. I remember like watching Saturday night main event. And he was in the main event against Booker T when Booker T was, like, still half of Harlem Heat. It was yeah. before he was, like, a big deal. And they just had him come out to no music. And he came out with a solo cup. And he was, like, they were, like, he was acting like he was drunk. Yeah. Either acting or not. Either way. There was one, I remember it was so had, shitty. He had, he had somebody in a uh, abdominal stretch. And he had, I think it might have been Kevin Nash handing him a beer. Yeah, and he was drinking the beer during the match. No, because Kevin Nash was the one who was trying to get him off. Uh, it was probably, right. like, it was probably, probably Virgil. Or Buff Bagwell or something. Yeah, it's one of the underlings. But, yeah, Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, a uh, a legendary career. I think one of those people who uh, many consider to be one of the all-time greats to – I mean, one of the all-time greats, period, but one of the greatest wrestlers to never hold a major world championship. I would say he's got to be in the top five. Top five or ten. I Yeah, yeah t- top ten five at or the ten. very yeah, least. Yeah, definitely. Um, you so, know, the, among the, the likes of Piper, Jake the Snake – uh. Piper, Jake the Snake, uh, Hennig, and, you know, just so so many others. But uh, Razor Ramon was somebody who I was very familiar with. I never got to see him wrestle live, but uh, I was telling Will before the show, I do have some fond memories uh, growing up playing as him in WWF Royal Rumble for the, uh, for the Sega Genesis. And, you know, this, I love the 16-bit version of his song. If you hold held this... The, the, when you're doing the character select, if you held it on there just long enough, it'd start playing a song, and it's 16-bit, and it was just, it was so cool. I did get to meet him once. Did you? Yeah. How was he? Uh, I don't want to speak ill of the dad, but uh, okay. no, I was seven years old, and he was doing an autograph signing. Do you remember Bob's stores? No. There was like a, a uh, it was like a Stephen Barry's before Stephen Barry's. Okay. It was like a discount clothing store. 
And it was just called Bob's Stores. And they had an autograph signing with him and uh, 123 Kid at the time. Okay. So I went there, got, stood in line to get my autograph. And I asked him if I could have his toothpick. And wittingly as shit, he goes, eh, no. <laughs> so obviously I was crushed as a seven-year-old. But looking back at it, I'm like, that's fucking gold. That's hilarious. So good. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy that you remember that. Yeah, yeah, because I was, yeah, yeah, I didn't get his toothpick. But it makes sense. It was in his mouth for Pete's sake. What am I going to do with his saliva-ridden toothpick? He was probably toothpick. looking He was probably looking out for my best interest because I give this kid the toothpick. He's going to put it in his mouth. That's yeah, not sanitary. It's like 30 years from now, COVID, it's going to be a big deal. Yeah. Um, he knew. He was ahead of the curve. He was ahead of the curve. No, shout out, uh, rest in peace, Razor Ramon. Um, I got to watch a very emotional Hulk Hogan speech. There's been I, I've been uh, avoiding it just because I'm not ready to to see him yet. Uh, all the uh, the in memoriams just because uh, yeah, it sucks. My heart broke. It was like they had him on uh, life support. I was think that's Saturday why or Sunday. It was Sunday. They announced that he was on life support. Yeah, yeah, we were at the show. Yeah, and I seen a, a, an Instagram post from Kevin Nash, and it just I don't know if that like side. lessened it when he finally did go, but. He was off life support for like five, six hours before he really, went, or probably longer than that. Wow, actually. wow! So he was fighting, but um, and then later that night, we we unfortunately heard about uh, William Hurt, yes, passing away, fine actor. Um, Thunderbolt Ross, for those who don't know the name, he's uh, in, the in the MCU, but he's been in a ton of different movies. Uh, a lot of movies, like I didn't realize he was even in. Until I looked at his filmography, he's been around for a, a long, long old time. He's been in some good ones. I think, uh, I mean, I know a lot of people aren't... F- I totally forgot he was in Lost in Space. I watched that movie like a Lost zillion times Space. when I was a kid. He was in The Village, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he was in The Village. He was yep. the, head, the head Yep. chief or mm-hmm. village chief. I know a lot of people aren't fond of that movie. I like it a bunch, but um, yeah, he just has this... Uh, his voice is soothing as hell. Yeah. In a weird, in a weird way, uh, but yes, he passed away. Uh, seven, early seventies, seventy one. He was yeah. seventy one, yeah. and a lot more to offer. Who knows what his plans were going forward in the MCU? Nothing that's important at all, you know, retrospectively. But I yeah. am inter- interested because we have, you know, discussed the potential of like the Thunderbolts, which is right. That's that's based off mm-hmm. of Thunderbolt Ross. Thunderbolt Ross, yeah, that's how it gets their name. Yeah. But they, it seems like they've been going more the uh, Elaine Bennis. Characters taken over, yeah, but that that doesn't even matter. Um, you know, I well wishes to his loved ones and his family. Um, and uh, the one that it really hit me personally hard this week, which um, probably not for a lot of people, but for me it did, was uh, Emilio Delgado, who played Luis Rodriguez, the Fix It Man, on Sesame Street for forty four years. Um. I'm a sucker for Jim Henson and Muppets, and they pull up my heartstrings. So when I heard he passed away, um, it didn't hit me right away. And then my mom, my mom was the one who told me, you know, he passed away just so you know. I'm like, okay, thanks, mom. And she, I'm sitting there. She goes, 44 years on that show, and I'm like, you know what? He lived, he lived a good life. Yeah. I go. I imagine one day on that set would be magical. So 44 years must have been utter bliss. Yeah, I mean, you get to entertain children, and you know what I mean. It's it's public access television. Yeah, and it's just wholesome. And to, to, for forty four years, that's insane. I can't. But good I, for him. I've never had a job last longer than like five. <laughs> yeah, and he was like, yeah. I mean, I watched him as a kid growing up. 
He was the handyman. Yeah. Him and Maria, they got married on the show. They had kids on the show. So yeah. it's great. Uh, another, uh, you know, I, I, the rule of three. Yeah, that's kind of everybody it says it that. So fits a little bit. So that was. Um, yeah, he passed away. I believe it was Thursday. They announced it. He yeah. was eighty-one, I believe. So, and it, he, they said he, uh, he passed away around loved ones. But I, I guess they kind of saw it coming. He had cancer that he was fighting um, off for a couple years. So, so couple so, uh, R.I.P. to those who have entertained us and shaped our lives and done uh, more for us than we could probably thank them for. Absolutely, Big, you know, important parts of all of our childhoods. Without a doubt. Um, let's roll it back to next week. Or excuse me, let yeah, next week. Let's roll back to next week. Let's roll back to last back week. Back to the future. <laughs> the episode, oh, we, you know, normally we drop our episodes on Thursdays. Um, I know it's it, we've been doing kind of bi-weekly lately. But last Thursday, I think it was last Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday, uh, the Obi-Wan trailer dropped. Yes. Finally. And, oh, my God. What a... That music slapped. Oh, because it's great. It's amazing. That's probably the my favorite behind, maybe my third favorite, actually. Behind, you got, the, obviously, the opening crawl, and then you got the Imperial March, and then I got to say Duel of the Fates. I like how they uh, they blended it with uh, the Battle of the Heroes. Yeah. I like how they did it nicely, but I just loved it how it's like, uh, it, you know, it's Obi-Wan saying, like, go hide or something like that. Got really quiet, then, da-da, and I was like, whoa. So... Back in 2020, uh, they had to to halt production, and they had to rework the whole script yeah. for the show um, because they didn't know what Filoni and Favreau were working on with Mandalorian, and it sounded like it was very similar in t- as far as uh, plot to The Mandalorian, where it was going to be Obi-Wan and Luke, almost like a fatherly-son relationship, yeah. with, as, as a, him being very, very young. He was going to be like a baby. Uh, so they aged the—they had to— you know, retool that they had to age up Luke, and then apparently there were also going to be a lot more of Darth Maul in this show as well. And they, uh, Filoni and Farva went over the script, and uh, they decided that they they should go bigger, go with Vader, yeah, and Ma- take all the Maul stuff out. I agree, Maul wouldn't have made sense to me. Yeah, because you I know have they, the showdown in Rebels, having, right? Yeah. I know we're having trouble with with. Vader. A lot that, of people are having trouble with grasping Vader. Right no, I, as long as like I, they're saying this is supposed to be bigger than the fight on Mustafar. Okay, but but as far as Maul goes, we would love to see you Obi Wan Maul showdown in live action one more time. But it just doesn't make sense. It's you know no, it, it doesn't. You're right because the the Rebels thing. Yeah, that, that's what it was. Because uh, like that that's Maul in Rebels. Maul's searching for Obi Wan. So if he if if, if Obi-Wan's been on Tatooine the whole time. He already saw him there once. He knows he's there. Yeah. Right. It would completely defeat the purpose. So they wisely, uh, you know, got rid of that. There was Kathleen Kennedy, hit, you know, said some stuff. I'm not sure. It, it riled up Star Wars fans. I didn't think it was that bad. What? I know. You can rile up Star Wars fans. You've got to be. Oh, they're like a rock. <laughs> they don't budge for nothing. No. They don't overreact to anything. Nothing ever. Exactly. No, Kathleen Kennedy was fine. She's like, she, you know, she said something about the the original script wasn't, you know, uplifting. I guess. Yeah, they wanted to make it. I, I guess. Well, I, I see how it could be misinterpreted. I guess she said she wanted the show to end on a more uh, optimistic note, Correct. which makes sense because we're getting ready for a new hope. Right. You know. So, but 
I still think that the show is going to start, and you, you can even see it in the trailer. Like Obi Wan's like, we lost, we failed. Like it's going to start where he's in a dark place, and I feel I mean, like it, by the end of the show, we, he's going to be, you know, the crate dragon, whooping old hermit, fucking going around forgetting his droids and <laughs> talking about the most wretched, highest scum in Philly. How does he know that? How many times has he been there? I don't know. You know, he's got a corner booth that he goes to all the time. I'm sure he does. In the books, I, if I'm not mistaken, that's how he found out that Anakin lived was 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 there. So, yeah. so um, yeah, it was a great, it, it was a very exciting trailer. We'd all been waiting for it. The official Obi Wan Twitter page tweeted hello there. I happened to pass by it. I'm like, oh, is today the day? Entertainment uh, magazine, yeah, they had the a, covers, a really with great that. cover yeah, yeah, yep. with, with images. They released Darth Vader it, still. But Obi Wan looks looks great. It's still hard for me to picture what you know him looking. Uh, like why does he have long hair? Like they already cut his hair short for Revenge of the Sith. He should have had the short hair. Like it bothers me. That he's got long hair, and it bothers me that it, he's not more gray. Yeah, that's what that's that, that's that's. I mean, it's not gonna unless he's going to be like but... Charlton Heston and fucking the Ten Commandments. <laughs> he's going to see some burning bush and just turn. Yeah, gray. just yeah. immediately turn gray. I. Uh... Yeah, I don't. I, I I wish it was a little bit more gray, but it's not going to take me out of it. But it's still, it's. I'm still at the point where it's hard to picture him turning into Alec Guinness. I think that's the most important thing for me at the end of this show. We'll see. They I might do a little uh, CG tomfoolery and trickery. They could. Yeah, overlay it. I have heard that they are talking about maybe doing a season two. I did hear that as well. Uh, but it does say right in the trailer, limited series. Limited so, series. But you know, they like money. There's a lot of money in this. They like money. Show. Disney likes and money. I'm, oh. Boy, I love money. <laughs> I, I am elated at it. Uh, there were some. There were some other complaints too. Uh, the it, Grand Inquisitor uh, was the. It? Yeah, everybody was like, "He's too fucking fat. His face <laughs> is too fucking fat." Is it really like? Is it bothersome to you? Um, all? it well, the first time I saw it, it was a little off-putting because, like, I would I would compare it to. The fine actor who brought Skeletor to life in live action. Okay. You see Skeletor the cartoon, the original Masters of the Universe. It's a fucking skull. It doesn't have pupils. It's very gaunt. But in Masters of the Universe, obviously, just put practical effects on a human's face. Right. So clearly it's not going to be a skull <laughs> because the man has cheeks. He has a nose. So I think the more you see it, the more uh, you're going to get used to it. But it was a little jarring at first. I'm like, is that supposed to be the Grand Inquisitor or a different Inquisitor? Because it, also in the show, they show the fifth brother, who was one of the Inquisitors the in Rebels. The, yeah, the, 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 the triangle yeah. helmet. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't look like this. I think it's the seventh sister was in um, Rebels. And I don't think I could see her in there. I don't know the the main Inquisitor that they keep showing. Um, I can't remember the actress's name. Uh, she's the one who's like... You yeah, know, holding the guy up. We don't know what. We, yeah, I don't know what sister she is. I don't know. I I thought I saw someone said she's the second sister, um, but I'm not sure. I, apparently, there's a lot of these inquisitors at this yes. point. Yeah, and apparently there's a, there's quite a bit because Rebels doesn't start until five years before New Hope. Correct. So so this shows obviously it's got to take place before Rebels because the Grand Inquisitor spoilers he gets killed in season one. Right. So so um. So yeah, so I, I I didn't mind the style design. You know, I'm not super familiar with the cartoons. I'm getting there. He is very like gaunt. About, if you look, yeah, it's, it's like, like like you remember the um the character in uh, at Upatau, 
when Obi-Wan Udipal, goes to confront, yeah. confront uh, yeah, Grievous. supposed to be from the same race. Yes. And that guy is the, he was the, the gyro king in the Mad Max films. Okay. And if you see him, his face is like, it's like a straight line. So that species, they had that gaunt, straight line facial features. I read a, th- I, I listened to a theory on that. Was it because he was so much older? It's like a, uh, it, it, it it kind of looked like that, yeah. You know, and and listen, I mean, there's all sorts of like uh, different various plants. Even like here, you know, people look differently than different. You can't, aspects of the yeah. Plant, you so. can't. There's how many times have there been? You take a live action character, and then you animate them, and they look completely different. Like you brought it up even, with Cad Bane, uh, yeah. Month or so ago. Well, yeah, because like people are like, well, that doesn't look like Cad Bane. It's like, but like if you watch Rebels. There's an episode with Lando. That doesn't look like Billy D. Williams. <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking cartoon. It's going to look different. It's a stylized cartoon. Uh, they even bring in Leia. That doesn't look like Carrie Fisher. Yeah, because it's a cartoon. The Vader in Rebels doesn't look like Vader in A New Hope. It no. looks different because it's a cartoon. Yeah, the stylization. And if you really want to see a, a fine example, go watch the Star Wars Holiday Special. And go watch the cartoon section. It looks like they've all had 17,000 strokes. Like their faces are like mushmashed. And I don't want my hair so far. I'm looks terrible. Yes, cartoon. Poorly drawn cartoon. Stop complaining about trivial things and just enjoy it. Just enjoy it. Yeah, I, I I'm ready for it. I'm, I'm excited to see where the story goes. I think it's we it's a six episode. I don't know. I just give them to me. Just give them. To Pump me. them to my veins. I'm I'm ready. Yeah, they're dropping May 25th, the 45th anniversary of A New Hope. Yes, 77. So, yeah, 45. Cool. So, not bad. Yeah, it, it looks good. Uh, I'm really I love s- the fact that um, what's his face is reprising Uncle Owen. Yes. Oh God, he's a great you actor. Just mentioned Joel. Joel Edgerton. Ed- Edgerton. Yeah. Edgerton. Edgerton. Yeah, he's great. You you have a th- you think he, he he's gonna be a, a big hit with this show? I hope so. Of? I hope so. I like the idea of it. I liked his. You know, it, it looked like he was the one running away from the one nights or uh, not night sister, but Inquisitor. Yeah. When she stops him and pulls the lightsaber blade yeah. out, so I'm curious as to what lengths he goes to. And you know, another thing that I heard is, you know, he's a very, he's gonna he's an integral part of young you know Luke's life because yeah. he, he sets him, he gives him the the morals and stuff that he grows up with and 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 uses in. And he tells him about Anchorhead. <laughs> he does. How how excited were you to see young Luke? Meh, I can't. I they better show us Tashi Station. <laughs> Been hearing about this Tashi station for forever. A long time, yeah. Forty-five years. I've been hearing about this Tashi station. <laughs> I was I was pretty excited to see a young a young Luke, um, and I don't know how much they're gonna go into it, but it was cool. He's got you know he's you got know the what, little the little the ship from that he played with in episode four, the T sixteen Skyhopper. Now, what I hope is there's a scene where we see Luke walking with Biggs, and they get in a scuffle with Greedo. Again, but he's a little older. He's like teenage Greeno, <laughs> and they overpower him. And then Biggs goes, "That was wizard, Lukey." <laughs> that would make my day. That would be yeah. I'm sure it would. I'm sure. Just either would. Luke, or, Luke, or no, it's got to be Biggs because it was Annie's friend that said it. He's got to say, "That's wizard, Luke." <laughs> 
that would be I that would That'd be the day. cat's pajamas. That would make my day. But yeah, so uh Obi Wan trailer dropped. Excitement is there. I've watched the trailer probably forty times over. That's a lot of times. Well, it's only what, two minutes? Yeah, it's only two minutes. Right. I also found somebody uh isolated the the background music and they have it playing. Yeah. So um so I I, I listened to that. It gets you think we up. get a Qui Gon Force Ghost? I think we should. Yeah, I think so, too. I think it's due. I think there's going to be a lot of surprise cameos in the show that they're not telling us about. Jar Jar. <laughs> Some people want Jar Jar. I want Jar Jar. We're ready for Jar Jar to come back. Are we? He needs a redemption. He's a jester on Naboo at this point. At the, Well, they never said he was Jar Jar. They just heavily inf- implied that it was Jar Jar. Oh, okay. Um, but he needs a redemption story. Yeah. Or we get full-blown Darth Jar Jar. And he's been this. He, <laughs> he was the original Phantom Menace. I will go to my grave thinking that he was the original Phantom Menace. <laughs> he he was the head honcho. That's what I'm thinking. Could have been. Could have had a sweet Yoda versus Jar Jar lightsaber duel. <laughs> imagine, imagine the smack talk. I, Misa gonna get you. <laughs> I, I, what, I get me, I, you will not. I think I read a comic book where he had a lightsaber. They, they gave him a lightsaber, a gunner. I think they gave him a lightsaber. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was one of those Age of the Republic books that came out a few years okay. ago but um but yeah lots of excitement for obi-wan the stills look great the trailer looks great i'm excited i like it has a movie like feel to it right now like oh, they, yeah all what, the shows the, do i not quite like this one though the way that the trailer dropped i felt like i was watching a trailer for a, a, movie. a movie and and there's a part of me that's like, I kind of wish this was a movie. I like how we're getting multiple episodes that are probably going to be an hour long. Yeah. But there's something telling me that this would feel so much bigger and better if this story could be told. In I a don't movie think theater. we're ever going to get the smaller stories yeah, on uh, no, the big Solo screen. No, Solo ruined that. Solo yeah. ruined that. Well, no. Uh, Solo was actually pretty good. I think they, just, they just were the, the this beating. They just took the beating that the other step child laid down <laughs> they done did the bad thing episode eight yeah um but Which, I, I just feel yeah. like, again that just the level of ex- just the hype behind it that just everything felt like, i felt like it was an infinity war magnitude trailer as far as the way it it, it oh, felt I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. i know you won't go that far but it, it the way it just was presented yeah the way it was presented like we've been oh like since tw- 2005 we've been waiting we've been waiting for what this gap in between and there's so much, there's so much in store for it. I mean, I I'm think really you're just saying, excited because you're finally getting some live action prequel love. That could be it. Yeah, that could be it. I just it, that. I mean, that, again, we've talked about that. Truly, really means a lot to me. But that's been the big question: what's happened in between? You know, and for the longest time, we just thought Obi Wan lived in solitude. I want an episode where he learns how to do the crate dragging, whooping noise. <laughs> <laughs> They have. I'm sure they. They have to. Yeah. They have to. I want to see him practicing it <laughs> on open mic night at the cantina, and Figur and Dan's like, "I gotta fucking follow this." <laughs> Play the same song, guys. Yeah. Yeah, the cantina band, Figur Dan. So yeah, Obi Wan trailer dropped. Good stuff. Did you hear? I I heard a crazy. Speculation about Mandalorian season three. I heard they're going to be revisiting a planet. They're talking about revisiting a, a familiar planet. Yeah. Um, Is it Naboo? No. Uh, they're going to go to Mandalore. He's got to go to the mines of Mandalore oh. to regain his honor. And I heard this. 
I've, I've read that uh, speculating with leaks that he is going to it's going to be a lot of Mandalorians. Uh, the armor is going to be heavily involved in this season. Uh, Paz Vizla uh, is going to be heavily involved in the season. But the craziest rumor that I heard is Grogu will get armor. Really? But the armor that he's going to get is going to be an exoskeleton-like armor using the parts from IG-11. Oh. And he's going to be in the chest plate, a la Krang, Ninja Turtles, and he's going to be controlling the IG-11 body from inside, and that's going to be how they give him armor. This was on comicbooknews.com. How... They reported you on this. I mean, obviously, you sound very excited about this. I just think it's bananas, and I think it's it'd be hilarious because they said that uh, Taita Watiti is back for season three. Okay. Wow. I. I, I and like then it. my I, someone rose the question, like, "Well, how are they going to get the parts?" He blew up. Yeah. Those Jawas are crafty little sand buggers. <laughs> I love. Just gotta, you just got to bargain for the droid back. That's up. I love the thought of that. Uh, I also heard a rumor, I mean, this is, again, it's all rumor and speculation, all this stuff, so much stuff comes out, that there's actually going to be a Mando-Luke Skywalker training scene where Luke kind of shows him the ways of the, you know, to use a saber. That'd be cool. Uh, I'd be be down for that. Heck yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be pretty, it it would be neat. He really doesn't have any other mentors, so I think that'd be pretty cool. Well, Ahsoka, but who knows what she's going to do with him. Right. Yeah. Maybe it's Luke and Ahsoka. Yeah. That'd be neat. That would be super cool. So that's I think that's really it for Star Wars stuff. I also did hear that they're planning on doing like an ultimate like Avengers Endgame culmination of all the live action stuff. Yeah, with uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn and Ezra Bridger and just bringing everything together with Mandalorian. And I hope I hope that they do. That'd be super. cool. I, I do want to see live action of Canon Jarrus and Ezra Bridger. And well, Canon is dead. Oh yeah, at that I point say he, he did, fool. At that point, he is. That yeah, is he true. did. That is true. Um. Oh, sorry. Spoilers. No spoilers. He did. <laughs> he did. I want to see a Zeb in live action. Like, he's a purple, weird-looking frogman head thing and just crazy. I want to see that. Yeah. I, I think we're going to start getting a lot more live action iterations of, of these cartoons, which I That's great. I'm completely fine with. But they're still going to look like shit. Everything looks like <laughs> shit. <laughs> Everything. Uh, the Batman. Yeah, you saw it. I didn't, but I don't care. Tell me, how was it? How was that film? I, sitting back a week later now after watching Oh, you've it, had time to digest. Digest it. So, like, sometimes when you eat something, you're like, oh, that was so good. But then the shitting is so violent that it takes away some of the pleasure from the the mastication <laughs> of the, the f- digestion. I, I didn't hate it. I really didn't hate it. Honestly, it, it to me, so, you know how, I mean, obviously the Joker was a comic book movie but it wasn't a comic oh, yeah. movie. Oh no, yeah, yeah, I agree. The Batman felt like that too. Okay. In a different sense. So it was detective it, it was we got a lot more detective Batman than cool. we were used to. That's nice. Some different. I, it was I different. Did like, yeah. I did like the touch. Um I really liked the uh you know the, the Riddler. I, I thought he was neat. Uh I I was a little disappointed there was no like 
big final fight blow off between Batman and the Riddler. Yeah, but what would it, he would just? But kill that's him. that's yeah. what I'm saying. Just kill him. So, but then I I sat and realized I'm like Riddler's never really been that guy. His, no, he's, his he, biggest thing was uh, mind control. Yeah, it's intellectual battle. Right. Which they actually were. It was cool. They they modernized it. They used social media. That makes sense. He he inspired. He took a lot of people through social media and told them to do stuff. And they they were his followers. It was like yeah, five hundred I mean, diehard followers. And so Batman did have like a final fight with a bunch of his followers. Okay, which was nice. Um, but all throughout, I thought Pattinson did a pretty good job. This is still young Batman, young Bruce Wayne. It is so weird though, hearing that. Bruce Wayne's parents got killed in 2001. Yeah. It is very it's very strange to hear that. Well, yeah, it's old now. We're yeah. old. Yeah. The world's getting older. I know. And uh but yeah, it was I, I thought it was a, it was a pretty cool like I mean, we all know who the the Riddler is. They changed his name up. I can't remember what his last name was, but it wasn't Yeah, Enigma. it wasn't Enigma, but yeah. it was something close. But something, that's fine. Yeah. Enigma, that's a little punny. <laughs> Did you know, speaking of punny, did you know I didn't learn that Paul Bearer was a Paul Bearer for the longest time? Oh, no. Oh, no. I was, like, in my 20s, and I, I said it out loud. I go, oh, and then everybody laughed at me. We're all going to laugh at you. <laughs> yeah, wrestling does that to you. So sometimes puns can go over your head. <laughs> I I do got to give a, a lot of credit. We've seen him in the trailer, Colin Farrell. Awesome. Dude, it doesn't even look like the penguin. No. He's getting his own spinoff show. Yeah. Good for him. His he did a fantastic job portraying, I think, the penguin in a realistic form and fashion. Although I did hear that they would not allow him to have a cigar. Yeah, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Uh, apparently, it's, it was a thing that they that's a no no. But he he looked great. Is is the scene with him and the bat him and Batman the 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 Batmobile scene. Okay. Even if you just find a clip of that, I, I'm, you know, there's obviously more for you to watch. Even if you just watch that, it was so intense. The build up to it, it was probably one of the better action sequences in in that movie. It definitely was cool. the best action sequence in that movie. And the music was was great. it better than the Tumblr sequence in Dark Knight? Uh, it's close. Okay, it's just close. being close means it's got to be great. Yeah, the Tumblr one was was fun. Yeah. You felt that. That one didn't have much music to it, though. No, it did. It had the brooding Hans Zimmer score, so it's music, but you don't realize it's music. This one, the music. It's like it's like groaning tummy town t- tunes. I more so <laughs> like. <laughs> I loved, I loved the camera angles. They they did just a really cool job. It was like a it was like a rear view mirror sh- like camera shot, so you could see. The penguin, and then he could see what everything in the background behind him. It was just, it was nuts. Did he say it must go faster like Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park? No. And Independence Day. <laughs> he was, he was great. He was great. I, I, I did enjoy it. So, how was uh, Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman? Fantastic. She was great. She is she Selena Kyle or is she a different? Character? Yeah, she's officially okay. Selena Kyle. Okay. She has a. Uh, I'm not going to spoil too much because it's still. I mean, it's it's been two almost two weeks now. By the time this thing drops, but. Um, she did have a connection to a, a, a famous uh, mobster character in the movie. The mobster lobster? <laughs> the mobster lobster. Uh, <laughs> but she was, yeah, she she did a pretty good job. She she had, obviously had a lot more dialogue than Pattinson. Um, oh, oh, wow. She had a lot more dialogue than Pattinson, and I thought they did a pretty good job with her. But uh, cool. there was a little post, 
it's, I wasn't even a post credit scene. Yeah, give me that Joker spoiler. Yeah, he was. He's in, in it, right? He's in it. Is it the guy from uh, Eternals? I have no clue. Oh, this is just off screen. Well, you uh, you only seen half of his face. Oh, maybe it's Two Face. They made a reference to clowns, and it was kind of already almost confirmed. Oh. But I thought it was Two Face too. I was hoping for it because Riddler and Two Face historically in the comics have a very close relationship. Um, Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey did not. They did not. He could not sanction his buffoonery. He could not. No, that was not a good relationship. No. Not at all. But I'm pretty sure it's the Joker, so we'll see what, what that transpires. Yeah, and that's a little disappointing. I would like to, a little break from that character. I, I, I agreed. And, and, but somebody's like, yeah, you have to have Joker with the Batman. I'm like, yeah, but I want Mr. Freeze. Unless they do like a totally different relationship, like if Joker's his Hannibal Lecter. Right. Where he's locked away for all, like, all the time and Batman keeps going to him. For things. For all, there was a rumored thing that they were going to do, but they wanted to save it for the very end. Okay. So. Um, Any yeah. appears from, like, Kite Man or Calendar Man? No. No. Egghead? Nope. Damn. No. I was hoping they'd go ultra serious they, with it. They might at some point. You never know. I he, did see Nicolas Cage says he if he wants to play Batman villain, he wants to be Egghead. Yeah, Cage like that. Uh, somebody in that grouping said... They want to see Condiment King. Oh, that is Robert Pattinson's favorite Batman villain. Yes, yes. The old Condiment King. Pattinson. Spray in the face with ketchup and mustard. Condiment King is a gem. We Throw did pickles episode, at We you. did an episode of him. Me and Greg did back in the day. We had to find a comic book that involved Condiment King. Condiment King. That was a good challenge. But, yeah, Batman really liked it. I know a few people who've actually gone to see it like three four times at this oh, point. Oh, wow, that's a lot they of time. They really, really loved it. They they hold it in high regard. Um yeah, it's definitely not. I mean, I it's so hard because we're so ingrained in the Marvel style, yeah, of of superhero film. And, I, and think, I think it's when you sit back and, and appreciate it for what it is, uh, and you you look at it with an open mind and not like the MCU stylized film. I think it's I think it's really good. I think DC would be smart to go the opposite direction of Marvel because people are starting to get a little tired of that. I think so, yeah. and I think that's why Marvel did so well at first because it was different, right? And now that almost seems like. That's kind of being run to the ground. Flat, yeah. Yes. So to do movies where it's like, yeah, some are connected, some aren't. You know, hey, there it is, multiverse. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Right. Um. So speaking of Marvel and being connected, uh, today Miss Marvel trailer dropped. Yes, it did. Um. The uh, I I like. The fact that it seems her powers are going to be very similar to Green Lantern. We did cover Cosmic, this a long, yes. long time ago, yeah. where she's not just going to have the ability, like Mr. Fantastic, to stretch and do everything. Because in the comics, she's actually an inhuman. And then when she goes through the ritual to gain her powers, that's how she gets her powers. Yeah. Obviously, they haven't introduced the inhumans at all. They tried to. It sucked. Now they just... That, that didn't happen. Just forget about that. Never happened. Um, so, but I think that's why they stayed away from that ability. Well, I also think they're bringing in Mr. Fantastic and the Fantastic that, 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 Four. That, so, that's, that's what yeah, I mean. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the movie's announced, so they're doing it. So to give his powers to a lesser-known character and then kind of take the wind out of his sails, right? I think that's it's, smart. It takes... Yeah. Um, and I, I like the fact she's still basically got the same powers. It's just like Green Lantern. She thinks of something with the cosmic thing. She can make it. Boom, there it is. I want a big hand. Woo, big hand. I want a machine gun. There it is. Boom, boom. So um, 
it does seem like it's I mean it's obviously a coming of age which teen is a, which is story. kind of a nice touch. I mean, well it's different. It, it is different. I mean, I know we've kind of had it with Spider-Man, but this is one's very very different. Yeah, it regard. looked it, it looked like, better than I thought it was it was going to look. Yeah. I was pleasantly surprised. Um I like that it's got a different tone to it. I like that uh it's almost a little comedic. She seems a little quirky. A little, yeah, it definitely. Uh, it, it seems like it's going to be fun. It seems like it's going to be a fun show, which I think it kind of has to be. But it it is cool, you know. And and as far as like the diversity thing, like it's, I, I think for young girls and stuff, it, it's it is going to be a, a, a nice yeah. treat for them to see a character like that that is somewhat that is relatable, yeah, in a sense. And you also have to realize when you watch it, like they didn't make that show for. 37, 38 year old men. No. It, like, and those were it, a lot of the ones who were complaining about it online, too. Yeah. It's like, it, it, realize that. It's not, you're not the target demographic. There's movies like, just like when you watch The Expendables 2, that the target demographic for that movie isn't a 14 year old girl. It is 38, 39, 40. It's, you know, 15. there's, they make different movies for different demographics for a reason. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm still very interested to watch it. It's probably not going to be a show that I'm chomping at the bit like Hawkeye was to watch, but, um, I'll definitely still watch it. And then, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. It should be, uh, should it be should be the, thing. it's going to be what the straight lead in to the Marvels, right? Cause she's in the Marvels with Captain, Mar- the Captain Marvel sequel. I believe she's in it. And so is, uh, the, the woman who plays Spectrum who was in WandaVision. Oh Yeah. Yeah, I I'm not sure. I don't even know sure when it drops or what the the storyline continuity is supposed to be with it. But yeah. um, I'd imagine that's that's definitely the direction yeah. that they're, they're so. going for. But that's a good segue. You know, speaking of things that aren't made for certain audiences, I Friday night I spent uh, Friday night watching Turning Red, the new uh, Disney Pixar movie. Now I know people are like ah, it's got nothing to do with comic books. Well, it's pop culture. It's Disney. It's craziness. But uh, I watched Turning Red, and I, it wasn't. I was I was taken aback because there there's a uh, a reference to what happens to women when they come of age in puberty, and um, I I was surprised that uh, that was in there, and they didn't pussyfoot or dance around it. They just they brought it up like it's natural, and uh, yeah, uh, you know. So it was a good movie. You know, a little girl. She's of Chinese descent. She lives in Canada. She's 13. And her family made a a, a deal way back in the Chinese Hun dynasty that since all the men were go- away fighting the Huns, that when the women in their family came of age to be a woman, they would turn into a giant red panda to fight off any invading forces. But they would turn into the, the red panda when they got emotional. I thought originally it was going to be just when they got angry. But it was when they were angry, when they were sad or depressed or anything like that. So they, they do have a scene in there. And the scene that I think that, that, that maybe upset people or caught people off guard was there's a scene where, you know, the little girl wakes up, a la Teen Wolf, where she wakes up and she's a fucking red panda. She's like, <laughs> why am I a red panda? And she's in her, in her bathroom and the mom's there. It's like, dear, what's going on? And she's knocking on the door and you can see the dad in the background. And she's like, are you okay in there? And the little girl just yells, I'm a red monster. And then I look at my wife and I'm like, this movie's called Turning Red. Are they really going here? (laughs) And uh, you see the father like back up out of frame. And then 
at this point, you don't know that the mother and father know. They did the whole time, but you don't. Yeah, we don't know that they know. We don't even know why she's a panda at this point. But um, they reveal that later. And I watched it with my kids, who I have a nine-year or yeah, nine-year-old, seven-year-old, and five-year-old. And it just for me, it's like the if I didn't have kids. I probably would not have liked it. Okay. I got enjoyment from it because I do have young daughters. I do see my wife's reaction and their interaction with them. And that's really what the movie is at at its core is about a girl and her mom growing up and their relationships changing. And they were, they used to do everything together. Now she's getting older. She wants to do stuff with her friends. Her mom has to realize that, that, you know, there's that, that separation when, you go from a child to an adolescent to a woman. And I, I actually thought it was a very nice, touching movie. You know, it's not Pixar's best by any means, but it still had a, it still tugs at your heartstrings a little bit if you have an emotional connection to it. So again, realize that not every movie is made for you. Yeah, I'm... I'm is it on Disney Plus? Yeah, they, it? they released it Friday. So we watched it the day it came out. Okay. So... I mean, that's definitely something me and the wife will probably be be watching. She was looking forward to it. We seen the trailer not too long ago, and and I forgot what we. It might have been for the Spider Man at the Spider Man movie. We're like, what is this? Yeah, they, but, it's uh, it's uh, it does take place like in the in two thousand two. They make okay. that known that it's two thousand two, and like there's a boy band in it, like which was all the rage in the early two thousands. Sure so there's the boy bands that the girl and her friends are obsessing over, and that's their main goal is to get to this concert to see this boy band. But there's a ritual that the girl has to perform in order to curb the red panda, and all the other women in her family have the red panda. They became the red panda, and then they they uh, tone it, they trap it somehow uh, with this ritual. And then, yeah, I mean, it, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. So, uh, yeah, not every movie is made for you, but you can still enjoy them. They're great. Matthew, your colts running amok. <laughs> what say you? What do they do? Do they have cowboys riding them now? Hmm? No, but uh, Baker Mayfield has had a goodbye message basically for Cleveland. <laughs> oh, no more no more sweets for Cleveland, you see. Hmm. They'll have to find a candlestick maker to get by now. I <laughs> see. What is that, a Baker? Yes. Or oh, perhaps a butcher. Do they have butchers in Cleveland? I don't know. I do love the city of Cleveland, though. Oh, yeah, so do I. I uh, you been there, Baron? Yes, I've been to the... I could cut a rug. I could mash potatoes. I could perhaps do the twist. I do love the museum of the rocking and the rolling and the strutting and the strolling down Cleveland Pier. It's beautiful. I've also gone to their zoo. They have animals there. I like animals. <laughs> Except for when they try to eat me. Bagabonds. <laughs> Why do they eat you? Well, sometimes I like to go to the zoo covered in sausage grease. <laughs> why, why, why are you going to the zoo covered in sausage grease? Never you mind. It's my business. Shut your mouth. Hmm. You're getting very defensive there, uh, Baron. It's got to be spicy sausages. Like. <laughs> Yes, mm, feels good <laughs> at my pores. Uh, what else we got going on news wise this week? Did we hit everything? Was there anything else there? Oh, the boys season three trailer. Oh, I yeah. watched that we'll right before we recorded. Uh, not a whole lot. 
to 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 tell you about the plot. I we did know that payback was going to be in this, which is uh, the boys. I mean, obviously the 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 seven. That's clearly the Justice League. It's a play on Justice League. Yeah. Um. There is the payback is their their interpretation of the Avengers. We see Soldier Boys, obviously like uh, Captain America. There's a character Crimson, Crimson something, Crimson Witch. No, not because that's Scarlet Witch. Well, Crimson something, and uh, she's obviously Scarlet Witch. So we see some clips of them, but it looks like they're really. Le- I, oh, and they are doing Hero Gasm, which is an amazing read. You got to read it. It's just decadence and ridiculousness. It's basically like the government has all these superheroes. They go, these guys got to blow off some steam, so they just have a big weekend orgy with a bunch of superheroes. It's bananas. Um, they're obviously going to have to scale that back because that book is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but it uh, looks like they're leaning heavy into the Compound V because in the comics, the the boys actually do take Compound V to fight the the Seven or Payback or there's an iteration of like the X-Men um, that's really messed up in the in the comics as well where Charles Xavier isn't like, keeping their them there on their own free will. If you get my drift, those young kids, they got a place to go. I'll take them in. But uh, regardless, it looks like they're leaning into that. There's shots of, like, the butcher with Cyclops, like, eye power. Uh, it looks like a couple shots of Huey with extra extra powers. Uh, they The actor who's playing A-Train looks like he's he's no longer A-Train. He's, like, in a different suit. So that's going to be interesting. Um, I love the first two seasons. I'm ready for the third season. Uh, so, yeah, bring that I on. Could, I good. couldn't get into that one. No? I, I, I don't know if I ever really gave it a fair chance, but it was never one of those shows where, like, I have to go watch this. I, okay. know, I know some people hold it in high regard, um, but, yeah. I'm a fan of uh, the, the the production company, Gareth Ennis and uh, Seth Rogen. They did Preacher. They're, okay. they, they've done a lot of good stuff that I'm a big fan of. Um, so that's coming up. Did and, they drop a trailer uh, from Umbrella Academy this week, too? I believe they did, yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Neither have I. Okay. We haven't done our due diligence. We are terrible. We got no excuses. No excuses. But excuses. <laughs> but they did. Um, oh, I, speaking of the boys and just ripping shit off, I stumbled upon a awful, awful superhero show on Netflix. What was it? It stars Diamond Dallas Page. A and, superhero show? Yeah, it is. The uh, the Legends of the Galaxy, I think it was called. Okay, let me double check on the name of that. I wanted to. I, I started watching it because I was intrigued, and I had to swipe it from my mind. I think it's Legends of the Galaxy, and it is a an amalgamation of the Watchmen with the Justice League, but it is so poorly acted. And the costumes look like something that someone made in their basement. Is it supposed to look that bad? I can't tell. <laughs> I can't tell if they're taking it too serious or if they were trying to be serious. Um, is that no? No, that's not the name of it. It's on Netflix, folks. Bear with me. I think Will Smith came in here and he mind wiped me. Is it in my continue watching? Because I started watching it. 
the guardians of justice. Oh, dear God. Yeah, it's terrible. Just terrible. <laughs> so if you if you want to punish yourself, go turn that on. Does it have John Morrison in it too? I don't. I didn't see him yet. Oh, I know. This is uh, this is from 2015. Okay. It said Morrison and DDP were cast in a superhero movie. So that's like seven years. Oh, ago. okay. That's no, yeah. Guardians of Justice. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, it's really bad. And like some of the like the action scenes, they animate. So it goes like live action animation, live action animation, live action animation, back and forth, back and forth. It's just a mess. I have a lot more time on my hands now, so maybe. Yeah, if you wanna, if you wanna do that, maybe shove a hot poker I, up your butt. I did just catch up on everything that I wanted to see. So, yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah, yeah. You saw you, you finally finished Peacemaker after I it spoiled it for you. You finished Cobra Kai. You like that? Yeah, I, I uh, binge watched Cobra Kai not this past weekend, but the weekend before. Um, and they're getting ready for a season five. Nice. So I did. I, I finished the show because uh, a friend of mine suggested it to me on HBO Max because he knows. Uh, Boogie Nights is my favorite film of all time, so <laughs> he suggested that I watch a uh, a show called The Deuce. So I watched that, and I ha- I enjoyed it. It's about the uh, the uh, New York City in the seventies, and then up to the eighties in the bustling industry of street walkers and pornography, and the mob. The mob's the mob. in there too. Yeah, it was good though. I enjoyed it. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, so lots of good stuff, but yeah, I, I finally caught up. Peacemaker, that I watched Free Guy this weekend. That was good. I enjoyed that. I, loved, I, I really did. Yeah, I, that I was a lot better it. than I thought it was going to be. Channing Tatum just stole my heart in that movie. That was hilarious. He's a His he's a golden golden man. I love him. He can do no wrong in my eyes. Um, no, I even love uh, Jupiter. Uh, Jupiter, what the hell that was? I never seen it, so I can't. I enjoyed that. I can't judge with Mila Kunis. The what's their name? The Wakarski or Wakowski? Yeah, the Wakowski sisters. The Matrix. Yeah, right? they just call them the Wakowskis. I think now. I think that one they might have called them the sisters. Okay. Yeah, so but I enjoyed that movie. I didn't see it. It looked. I also boring. enjoyed Speed Racer. I didn't hate Speed Racer. Yeah, it was what it was. It was what it was. It didn't entertain me. That monkey was a little upsetting, though. <laughs> Remember what, that was the number two movie. It's early summer 2005. It was Revenge of the Sith, then Speed Racer. What a time to be alive. I know, right? I was in eighth grade then. Man. What, uh, I was, uh, I had graduated from, from, uh, high school and I was, I just finished my associate's degree. And I went to Burger King and I met Chewbacca <laughs> with a good friend of mine. Did you? Yeah, I have the picture. I'll have to send it to you if Please I can do. find it. It's been a while, but the picture's great. We got a picture taken with Chewbacca at Burger King. So, um, but it was literally just a guy where it was the worst Chewbacca suit you've ever seen. Like, didn't even. It was just. It was, he just put it's something that a child would make for a stage production of the eighth <laughs> grade presenting Chewbacca or Star Wars. Yeah, it was awful. It was so. But Please it's, send me that yeah, picture. I have to find that picture. It's golden. But um, I think that is a wrap, everybody, on this week. You can see his human hands. You can see Chewbacca's oh, human hands. Really? Yeah, because he was giving a thumbs up because he was happy that we were happy Aww. to see him. That's cute. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, we got through the news. Um, that's a wrap on this week's episode, everybody. We'll be back next week. Yeah, I'm good to go. So we're good to go. Bring back some comic book readings. and uh, What do you want to read? I don't know yet. You want to read something serious or something funky? 
I don't know. Should we have a theme? Time to get funky. That's a good song. I forget who sings it, though. It's a good song. I don't know. I don't know yet. We should probably think of some themes, maybe. Yeah, let's narrow it down, because right now it's like, there's just too much. There's too much out there. And you know, if you don't give me something else to read, I'm just going to keep reading fucking Turtles and and stuff. Oh, let's do some Moon Knight. You want to do some Moon Knight? Yeah, let's do Moon Knight. That's a good idea. That's a great idea. Let's do some Moon Knight books. Um, That is it, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, on behalf of Will and I, now this is podcasting. That's totally wizard, Luke. (laughs) We'll <laughs>